What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper World Cup Group Previews. Yes, sir. Finally doing content on the beautiful game. As always, subscribe to Dime Dropper on YouTube. And, of course, follow the podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. But, man, I cannot wait. We are going to be in Qatar for the first week. But for these episodes, I am going to be previewing each group with somebody that's either really tapped in to teams in that particular group or someone who's got uh, the nation nation nationality from one of the groups. And in this first group, Group A, we and Group A is between Qatar, the hosts, Senegal, the champions of Africa, Netherlands, and Ecuador. And as you can see, if you're watching the YouTube version, in this episode, we are going to be joined by Mr. Ecuador, a huge Ecuador soccer fan, and of course, as you can see, an Ecuadorian. How we doing? Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> excited to be here or what? Oh, man, excited to be on the show, man. Excited for the World Cup. I can't wait. Every four years, you know, the greatest show in the world. That's right. And every, for those that don't know, Mr. Ecuador has been a longtime Dime Dropper supporter. He has been with us since the rant. And if you those that don't know the Clippers 3-1 bubble rant. But if you're here just watching for the beautiful game, soccer fan, football fan, then welcome to the channel. I know it's probably annoying to hear an American voice talk about the beautiful game, but I have Iranian background. And, you know, at the end of the day, America has a lot of foreigners that immigrated. And there are a lot of people that love the beautiful game, especially in the great city of L.A. So let's get right into it. Starting with the hosts who have no expectations at all. Could be the worst team in the tournament. For those that are new to the, uh, these kind of tournaments, the hosts qualify automatically. They don't even have to go through qualification. And every single one of their players plays locally in Qatar. Mr. Ecuador, I'm going to go to you. You think they got any chance of getting out of this group at all? Um, I'm not sure because when it comes to host nations, you know, uh, things can get very fishy. Um, it still is FIFA at the end of the day, so you never know what could happen. Um, from what I know about them and from what I've seen is uh, they're a very good grassroots program. Um, they've dumped millions, if not billions, into the program. So they know what they're doing. Um, from what I do know also is that not all of them are naturalized uh, Qataris. They've got them from other countries. Um, we got a lot of that uh, in Amer on the American team. Yeah, but some players have like no connection to Qatar. Really? Is, yeah, which is strange. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I don't see them having a chance. Uh, they might put up a good fight. They might even come up with a draw in one of the games. I hope it's not ours. But, uh, no, I don't see him coming out the group. That's the only thing they can write. They just want to get a point. That would be a plus for them, like a success for them. You want yeah, to be one exactly. of those teams in the tournament that any any result that's not a loss is like a win for them. And, obviously, if they win, it's a huge deal, even if they don't get out the group. But I agree. I don't think they're going to get out of the group. South Africa is, to this day, the only host of a World Cup that didn't make it out of their group. I think, that, right? Yeah. 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 And I think they will be joined this time around. As for your country, Ecuador, they did not make the 2018 World Cup. They were in the 2014 World Cup. It seems like they miss one and then make one. In 2006, they were in it. 
And then 2010, they did not make it. 2014, put up a decent fight, beat Honduras, lost, though, to Switzerland, a late winner by Seferovic, and then lost to France, right? Or drew France? Uh, I think it was a draw. I'm not sure. Yeah, think, but, but they didn't have enough points to make it out of the group. And so a one World Cup absence, how does it feel to be back? How much confidence do you have in this Ecuadorian team who's definitely going to be probably fighting for that second spot, assuming Netherlands takes care of business and gets the first spot, being that they were in pot A. But Ecuador and Senegal, going to be a battle for that second spot. Let me know your thoughts going into the tournament. Um, Being the second youngest team in the tournament. Um, wow, I didn't even know that. I have, I have a lot of faith in them. Yeah, USA is the youngest, and then we're the second youngest. Oh, wow. Um, but is it is it still subject to change depending on certain squads that haven't been announced? Ecuador hasn't even announced uh, their squad. I mean, we I saw a projected lineup and it's okay. it's pretty much what's gonna go, um, I think. And a lot of those guys are in their twenties, um, so I have a lot of faith in them, um, as anyone should in their country. Um, I just I'm not sure if we, we can score goals. Um, in the beginning of qualifying, we did a good job scoring goals, uh, finishing balls but we started cooling down to later towards the end of the qualifying and we started really showing what we're kind of made of. Um, uh, in a good way, in a good way or bad way? Both. I think we kind of found out who we really were. Um, we're a defensive pressure, uh, counter-attacking team um, that okay. likes to attack wide. Uh, we like to beat teams one-on-one. Um, off the right or left side. If the problem is just when the ball comes into the middle of the box, um, we just always can't seem to get that foot or that head to it. Um, we have Enter Valencia, who is the leading scorer in you know the club's history. Yeah, and, the club, uh, the nation's history. Enter Valencia is, uh, yeah, he's had some big tournaments for for Ecuador. There was a run where he was scoring multiple goals in each tournament. He, he's been around. He scored a couple in 2014 and a bunch in Copa America. Oh, yeah. He he, he definitely had his prime. Um, I think he's towards the back end of his career. But um, looking towards his final World Cup, I think he could shine. And if we're going to be successful, we're going to need him to shine because most likely he's going to be the starting striker. Um, and some miracle happens and Alfaro decides to bring Campana on. Um, even though he's kind of faded off, started off hot, he was supposed to be the, you know, the prodigy kid and just kind of didn't end up, you know, going to expectations. But, What's his full um, name? Uh, Leonardo Campana. Uh, okay. he, pl he played for Inter Milan. On, oh, uh, nice. Or, no, I mean, uh, Inter Miami, excuse me, on MLS. Oh. Big and, different. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, started off good, but then, you know, got cold and then lost his spot, so... I'm not really sure about him, like I said, about the lineup. But from what I do know on the defense, we have a lot of guys. Um, Incape, who's a star, he plays on Byron Levenhusen. Uh, we got uh, uh, Stupe Jan, who plays on Brighton. We got uh, Jeremy Sarmiento, who also plays on Brighton. We have uh, Moises Caicedo, who also plays on Brighton. Which He's been around for a while. Uh, he, he's 20 years old. Um, he's coming. Oh, up. wait, man. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Did you have another yeah. guy said it before? Yeah. He's an older one. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, what I was yeah. thinking of. My bad. Yeah he, yeah. he doesn't play for us anymore. He retired. What about Jefferson uh, Montero? Is he gone? 
Yeah, he, he doesn't play for the team anymore. Um, but Moises Caicedo is the future of our club. Uh, he's the midfield star uh, for Brighton as well. Uh, a lot of people compare him to Nigolo Conte. Um, <laughs> the way you're saying some of these names are killing no, me, bro. Serious. No, I know. I'm talking about the pronunciation what? of the names. It's their names. Bayer Leverkusen. No, Incape. Oh, oh no, not, not the Ecuadorian names. You're obviously pronouncing those correct. I, I'm not even one to check you on that. Well, it, it's Byron Leverkusen, right? Leverkusen. Oh, Leverkusen. And also, no, you keep calling Ecuador your club. It's the nation. There's no club. Yeah, the nation. You know what I'm talking about. Of course, of course. But um, I have a lot of faith in us. I think if we stick to our game plan, um, which is a free-flowing game plan, hard-nosed defense, uh, we might be able to come out the group. Um, like I said, I have a lot of faith in us. Um, it just, it all depends on if we win this first game. We need to win against Qatar. It is a very important game and it will set the tone for us. Um, we've seen we've seen what winning the first game can do uh, for a team in the tournament. I mean, obviously USA beating Ghana in 2014, that we needed to win that game and we did. And that was the big reason why we qualified in that insane I'm sorry, why we advanced in that incredible group. Even Iran, last World Cup, beating Morocco. We got four points. Just didn't make it out. But um, let's talk about Netherlands now. Because I agree with everything you're saying about Ecuador. It's, it, that first game is huge. you got to get a three points there. It's obviously going to be a, an emotional game, a tough game, because it's the host, host nation. So you know, it's going to be a lot of adrenaline. But let's talk about the Dutch team. You know, they're making a return to the World Cup after embarrassingly missing out in Russia in 2018. They didn't make it to the 2016 Euro Cup either, if I'm not mistaken. And then finally returned in the 2020 Euro Cup and had a disappointing round of 16 upset loss to the Czech Republic. And now they're in their first World Cup since their third place finish in 2014. Two consecutive third place. I'm sorry, no. Third place and then second place in 2010. Do you think this team's going to finish first easily? And uh, are you worried about them? Um, from the lineup, honestly, I'm not worried about them. Uh, I think they're definitely going to get first place unless they have some kind of epic meltdown. Uh, but from the first guy to the last guy, it's just quality, man. I mean, from defense to the midfield to the forwards, you know, they say the midfield makes or breaks you. Yeah, and uh, World Cups, that's what we've seen recently with all the best midfields of one. France with N'Golo Kante, Blaise Matuidi, and Pogba. 2014, Kroos, Schweinsteiger, Kadira for Germany. And then obviously the classic Spanish one, uh, Xavi Hernandez, Xavi Alonso, Iniesta, and Busquets. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it's going to be more of the defense for the Netherlands. You know, if they can be able to stop goals from going in, I think they're going to be successful. Um, towards the end of the the premier campaign until this break, you know, Van Dijk, he was kind of struggling a little bit, you know, that, you know, Liverpool was kind of struggling. So he kind of got exposed at moments. So I don't know if people are going to be able to watch that kind of film and maybe use that for the world cup. But if they just stick to the game plan, just play their game. Um, I'm sure they'll go through no problem. Uh, unless Ecuador gives them a headache. And Senegal, they would have to have Senegal and Ecuador. That's so, let, let's let's talk about something big for this Dutch team. Obviously, after they bounced out in the Euros, they fired Frank De Boer and brought in former Dutch manager 
that managed them in 2014 when they made it to the third place finish and also former Man United manager who as a United fan you're very familiar with, Louis Van Gaal. And he is back and they've been flying under him and you already know how he likes to play. They're playing, they've been playing three at the back. So basically five at the back with two wing backs. And man, they beat Belgium twice in the Nations League. They absolutely flew through qualifying, which I saw today. Played 10 games, won seven of them, drew two and lost once with a 33 to eight goal difference, plus 25. Turkey, Norway, Montenegro, Latvia, and Gibraltar were their group. So not a very strong group at all, really. You'd expect Netherlands to win that group, and they did. But obviously, chem- you know, you can build chemistry in those games and build momentum. Although it is somewhat hard to build momentum for a national team because you have such constant stoppages when it's not a tournament. But looking at looking at this squad, got some big names on here. Let's let's start with the def- let's start with the goalkeeper. Actually, Jasper Sillison is not on this squad. So I'm thinking they're going to start 39-year-old Remco Pasveer from Ajax. And then defensively, they're going to play three at the back, as I said, or five at the back. Let me ask you this, as a Man Un- former Man United fan. I'm sorry, no, not former Man United fan. As a Man United fan. Daly Blind, a former Man United player at age 32, had a great 2014 tournament. And then there's Tyrell Malassia, who's currently on Man United. Who do you start on the left wing back position for them if, if you're uh, Van Kahl? Um, as a Man United fan, I'm definitely starting Ty, uh, Tyler Malasia. Um, this is a guy with a lot of energy. Uh, he never quits on balls. He's extremely fast. Um, he's quality on the ball. Uh, he has good footwork. Um, and he's just he's aggressive. Um, I like him. As far as for Daily Blend, um, his career on Man United wasn't the same. wasn't so good. Um, didn't really leave on good terms. But I think for the national team, he might come off as a sub. Um, I think it's all about the young guys right now, uh, especially if they're trying to keep up with guys like Senegal and Sadio Mane and Ecuador speed off the left and the right. So, you know, you're not going to want to use the older guys. You're going to want to, you know, use the younger guys for the younger guy tournament pretty much. So that's an interesting argument, the youth, because obviously the only thing that was go- would be really going in Daily Blinn's favor is is his- – experience and at the back obviously Virgil van Dijk he's the captain of this team uh Matisse de Ligt from Bayern Munich is only 23 years old he will definitely be starting and then I'd, I'd say probably left center back will be Nathan Ake um I could be wrong but Nathan Ake at this point is 27 years old he's on Man City now that could be a really solid back three we should definitely though talk about Virgil van Dijk who for those that don't know came to Liverpool from Southampton in the middle of 2017-18 season and totally transformed Liverpool and gave them stability at the back that we hadn't seen in years. They immediately went to the Champions League final and lost. The following season, though, Premier League was decided on the last day. They were, you know, going back and forth with Manchester City all season long. They had a lead in the title race, but Man City went on a crazy run to end the season. They were just short of winning the Premier League that year, but they won the Champions League. Virgil van Dijk finished second in Ballon d'Or behind Messi, second of any player in world football. And they won the league in 2020, finally getting that Premier League for Liverpool. But the reason why, if you're only an international fan, you don't know much about him, well, he missed the Euro Cup with a serious injury that caused him to miss basically the entire season. Uh, in 2020, like 2021, 
Yeah, was it not an ACL? Yeah, it was ACL. He tore. He, was, he had an ACL injury and had to have surgery. So, and I don't think he's looked the same since then. I've watched a lot of Liverpool games this season. Uh, he's still very good, but he's not. As you mentioned earlier, he's not what he used to be. However, do I think that's going to hurt uh, hurt them really in the group stage? Not really. Uh, any thoughts on uh, any thoughts on him? I know you're a United fans. So you probably don't like the guy, but he's been amazing, and I, he's just a very complete player. Good with his feet. Good in the air. And I'm happy for him. That he's going to play in the World Cup. Yeah, no, nothing personal. He's, he's still a great player, uh, an amazing talent. Uh, he's definitely a leader in the back. Um, I don't know about them playing five. I, I don't think I don't think they play five back, do they? They. I just checked a bunch of it before this uh, episode. I honestly, I mean, I haven't watched. I used to watch a ton of European qualifiers, but then I ended up seeing that like it's usually just them beating up on weaker teams. So I was like, I'll just catch the highlights. But I didn't really follow the qualifying campaign as much this time around. But I was just looking at the lineups, and they were playing five at the back almost every time. And knowing, you know, you and I know Van Gaal, he likes that type of shit. You know, he likes the little more conservative approach. Um, but Matisse Delict, Nathan Ake, Virgil Van Dyke, like these are some good names at the back. Who's gonna play the right wing back position? I'm not sure. Maybe I think it might be Dumfries. Dumfries probably, yeah, plays for Inter. That's a solid name right there. Let's talk about their midfield. But, um, but uh... yeah. But Timber also plays the right back as well. He he plays center right. back usually. He's um, starting back, center back, but he plays right back as well. Yuri and Timber yeah. from Ajax. We'll play that too. Yuri and Timber. Yeah, from Ajax. Okay, let's talk their midfield though. Uh, a couple of young ones: a 19-year-old Xavi Simons, 20-year-old Kenneth Taylor. Sounds like an American name, and then a little bit more experience as you go throughout: Martin Darun, uh, Davy Clausen, and Steven Berghaus. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And then obviously the star of their midfield, the big name for them, who's had this his problems at Barcelona here and there with his playing time, and they were going to sell him. Frankie de Jong, 25 years old, really talented player. Uh, you got any thoughts on him? Um, you know, as far as the Barcelona problems, I think that's all self-inflicted. Um, he had a chance to go somewhere where he could actually shine, where he could be the star. He could get the playing time that he wanted. He could get the money he wanted, but he just didn't want to live in Manchester. His girlfriend said she didn't like it there, and he doesn't like the weather there. He likes it in Spain. Um, and they told him, you know, we can't pay you the money. Uh, you either accept our terms or leave. And he's pretty much accepting their terms and losing playing time, and it's really hurting his career. Well, I'm not, that was a strong opinion on him right there. As far as they're up front, some big names as well that we're very familiar with. Uh, Vincent, well, Vincent Janssen, I wouldn't say he's a big name, but he did play for Spurs. Uh, Steven Bergwijn, who you also said, also played for Spurs. Now he's on Ajax. Luke de Jong, who's 32 years old, been on the team for a while, but the main man, 42 goals for his country up front. Memphis Depay, you're familiar with him, played for United. It didn't really work out. And right now it's not really working out for Barcelona, but in between those times, he had a couple of killer years at Lyon in France where he was banging in goals. Uh, thoughts on Memphis Depay? Because he's going to be asked to be the main man up front uh, in this World Cup. 42 goals for his country. Um, yeah, if it's not him and Luke de Jong putting him in the back of the net, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of Memphis Depay uh, taking guys off 1v1, showing his skill. Um, he's still got a lot of talent. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. Um, a lot of people written him off because they got Lewandowski and, you know, other big names, you know, younger guys. But I think he's still got a lot to prove. And in the World Cup, 
this is the time to shine. You know, it's usually those names that you either never heard of or you have heard of that make a real big um, comeback or the start of their career. So um, I have a lot of faith in him. You know, um, there's no way that he can not do good and them still succeed. Um, for him to do good, they got everyone's got to succeed. So, you know, it starts with him and it also ends with him. He also uh, had a good 2014 World Cup as well. I remember he scored that winning goal against Australia. But let's move on from Netherlands. Uh, and my favorite team in the group. I'm sorry, my man. But I've been a fan of them since 2015 when I noticed that a lot of Senegalese players that I liked from the uh, were in the Premier League. Mame Biram Juf, Demba Ba, Papi Cisse, Sadio Mane when he was on Southampton. And then slowly you started seeing more Senegalese players rise. Cheko Kuyate, uh, now in recent years, Idris Aganage, um That's not more recent, actually. He's been around. And then the goalkeeper, uh, Edward Mendy for Chelsea, my team. And now we have another Senegalese player on Chelsea, Kalido Koulibaly, who's been one of the better center backs in Serie A when he was on Napoli, Serie A, the Italian league, for those that don't know, for a while. They have been following them since 2015, Africa Cup of Nations. They did not uh, make it to the knockout in that one, actually. But in 2017, they lost on penalties to Cameroon, a Cameroon team that ended up winning the whole thing. Sadio Mane missed the penalty and was crying. Sadio Mane, obviously, for those that don't know, he had his big move to Liverpool before the 2016-17 season, had six incredible years there, incredible. Like best player in Africa type shit. And now he's on Bayern Munich and he's still killing it. Uh, he had an injury, though, very recently. His, his uh, status for the tournament was in question. and That would have been a terrible loss if we lost Sadio for this. And last World Cup, Senegal made it, and they were the first team, I think, in the history of the World Cup to not advance because of FIFA fair play. They had tiebreakers and everything with Japan, but they didn't make it because of yellow card accumulation. And since then, they lost an African Cup final to Algeria and then finally won their African Cup over Egypt in the final in 2021. The champions of Africa are here and ready to make some noise. Thoughts on them? Because that's going to be the team you're competing with to get out of this group if, if everything goes according to plan. Um, I still haven't seen their lineup, um, but it, it all depends on Sadio Mane. If if he's hurt, uh, I don't see them going through. Um, if he's healthy, they have a really good chance. I mean, yeah, he's the best in Africa. He's proved it. Uh, they won the tournament. Um, controversy or not, uh, they have a lot of talent on the team. They still have. You talking about the laser? You talking about the laser pointer thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, laser pointers in the in the eyes of the Egyptian players. So yeah, continue though. Um, but they still have a lot of you know talent. Koulibaly, they got uh Pape Guay, they got um, Esmail Sar, who's good. They they still got. I mean, they got quality. They got guys that play hard. Um, they got a lot of chemistry. Uh, the the coach has been there for a while, so he's he has. And that, that's a good point. Yeah, he's kind of set his mentality, and he's kind of set the way for them. So they're kind of just riding the wave, and, like, they're a tough team. They're solid. They play hard. Um, they foul when need to be. Um, they're dangerous. They definitely have a chance of making it out the group. Um, I'm definitely not confident in Ecuador going, but, you know, it all depends on Sadio Mane's health, if he's healthy or not. 
they have a good chance. There are a couple of guys that are going to start uh, automatically. I mean, Edward Mendy, Kalido Koulibaly is the captain. He started out his Chelsea career a little shaky this season. His first year with Chelsea was injured for a bit been playing better of late. Um, but Chelsea's having a tough year, although for Senegal, he plays well. Idris Aganage has been really good in these tournaments. Played for Everton. He played for P- he plays for Everton now. Played for PSG. Defensive midfielder, age 33. Really aggressive. Cheku Kuyate has been there for a while. He's on Nottingham Forest now, but he was on West Ham and Crystal Palace for a long time. 32 years old. Strong, tall midfielder. Um, and then you said you mentioned Papage from Marseille, correct? Uh, yeah, Papague from Marseille. And then up front, obviously, as you said, Sadio Mane. Ismail Assar, who's really fast. Pretty yeah. sure he scored in the uh, World Cup last time around. And, I mean, if you're Senegal, man, it's you got to get through the, to this group. you got to. They've been given a good group. you got to make it out. That first game against Netherlands is going to be tough. Very entertaining, I might say. I think it's going to be great. If they get a result there, they're probably going to make it out of the group, I'd assume. Um, I'm really ho- hoping for them. They're an exciting team. All these West African teams are so likable because they're super athletic and fast. And Senegal is no different. Um, I think the, the challenge for Senegal and a lot of African teams ends up being that they have pacey players in space and stuff like that, but producing that final ball to create a real chance uh, can be the tough one, the tough thing, that technical ability to create those chances, especially when teams are kind of playing a little bit defensive. But get you, know, you get Senegal on a counter on the break, man, it's trouble. Yes? You know, it's funny if you think about it, Senegal and Ecuador are kind of the same team. If you think about it, um, Senegal's got the old defensive star, and Ecuador's got the young new defensive star, and they both have speed up front, but they both struggle in finishing. You know, they it, the question for them is, are they going to be able to put the ball in the back of the net? So, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, every game is going to be important. Every game's got to be a win, you know? I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's the biggest event of their lives, biggest sporting event of their lives. It's not, nothing better than the World Cup, man. Mr. Ecuador, I want to thank you for coming on and giving your perspective, man. This was fun. It's, it's almost here, baby. Group A, let's get it. Any last predictions, though? I'm guessing you're going to go with Ecuador going through. Um, yeah, I got Ecuador going through. Um, I got Netherlands one, Ecuador two, Senegal three, Qatar four. Uh, and a little history from the 2006 World Cup where we met England and we lost to them in the round of 16. If we can qualify out of the group in second place and England can lock up the first spot, we can rematch them in the next round and get our revenge. So I'm looking for that revenge and it's gonna be sweet when we get it. I like it, I like it. All right, Mr. Ecuador, thank you for joining me. I'm going with Senegal to finish second, Netherlands first. I need some African representation in the knockout stage. We'll see you when the tournament starts. All right, man. See ya.